Oh, thank you. Hey, everyone. Before we get this episode started, also, <laughs> I wanted to sound like a YouTuber. That's why I started off with, hey, everyone, like, subscribe below. You know how YouTubers are. Okay, but before we get started, I want you to know we are going extra big with the all-star season of Vulnerability Time podcast. So, guess what? We got video podcast. So, click in the episode description below if you wish to watch the video of the podcast as well. It'll be a YouTube link, so you can go ahead and get it going and get watching it. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe below. (laughs) Such a YouTuber, right? Anyways, folks, enjoy the episode. everyone and welcome back to the all-star season of vulnerability time season four with your host josias abril and with us we have an all-star stephanie she's back y'all wanted her she's back thank you thank you i feel so honored as you should as you should okay so folks this is the first ever time that we're doing like video camera recording so we're gonna try this out we love it we're gonna figure it out so um let's hope that this all goes well Um, okay, but other than that, so today, Stephanie, you uh, wanted to title this episode, um, let's see, Detaching from the Spirit of Rejection. I don't know what that means. I'm excited to hear it. Um, but first, you know, tell us, um, tell us what, um, what, um, where you uh, currently live and what is your major? Sure. I currently live in Portland, Oregon, and I'm working on getting my master's in social work. I'll be done in about a year. Yes. Yes, we're almost there. We're almost there. Oh, I'm thinking I'm going to get um, my PhD in social work. You should. Why not? Yeah. Do it. Go all gonna, the way. Mm-hmm. And I got to uh, email Bowen to write me a recommendation Woo! letter. Yes, I got to email that him. man. That's so sweet. Oh my, God. That man is, my man, he just doesn't know it. Okay, so I don't even know what detaching from the spirit of rejection. I don't even know where you're about to go with this. I'm excited. So I'm going to let you take over. Stephanie why that title right so i can go a few different ways with this uh but first what i wanted to say is when you asked me what i wanted to talk about today on this episode what i told you was i wanted to talk about suicidal ideation yes and um you know i wanted to talk about personal experiences with that and where that has led me and um i don't know i was trying to come up with a title for this episode and for some reason detaching from the spirit of rejection was what come up was what came up for me and that is a phrase that i once had a mentor um tell me and it really resonated with me it was her way of acknowledging what i was experiencing and um to put this into context better so i am a little bit religious i'm definitely spiritual but i also believe in religion and i know not everybody does so Mm -hmm. i don't want to disqualify anybody that doesn't have religious beliefs or doesn't believe in higher power or anything like that but um i mean the way that it relates to me is you know i have a higher power today and i call that higher power god um and because i believe in a higher power i also believe that there's like a lower power because i believe that there's balance in the world there's good and there's evil if you want to look at it like that you yeah, know you know mm-hmm. there are there are vibrations and energy in this world that want to take you you know higher want to lift you up want to inspire you and there are energies and forces in this world that want to oppress you mm-hmm. and um keep you stuck 
and tell you that you're not good enough. And um, the way I look at from like a spiritual perspective is that there's like this energy, this dark energy that wants me to reject myself, that wants me to reject my purpose. Because if I'm living in my purpose, I'm capable of helping other people, you know, which is obviously like, you know, um, helping the greater good, which is like the opposite of what, you know, some sort of lower power would want, you know? So, yeah. you know, I, we've named this spirit, the spirit of rejection, which is really like a negative spirit. You know, you can think of it in like a metaphorical way too. You know, yeah. I just look at it like, you know, anything, anything negative, those intrusive negative voices that I have, anything that, you know, tells me that I'm hopeless, that I'm not good enough, that I, you know, I'm not going to be successful in my life, mm-hmm. that I don't deserve love, that my partner's going to leave me, you know, that, you know, I'm not attractive enough or whatever it is, you know, in those moments when I'm believing those lies, uh, because the evidence has shown me otherwise, I am attaching to this thing called the spirit of rejection. I am rejecting myself, which makes me unable to show up, you know, and be present mm. in the most effective way. Right. Um, so basically, like an easy way to explain it too is just like self-rejection, especially for people that don't want to go spiritual with it. I'm yeah. just super spiritual, but like it's basically self-rejection, rejecting mm-hmm. yourself, yeah. not loving yourself. It's the opposite of self-love. Mm. And I feel like um, suicidal ideation can be a reflection of that. You know, I feel like when I'm in a place where I'm willing to end my own life or I'm thinking about it pretty deeply or intensely, I'm definitely rejecting myself. Yeah. You know, that's not an act of self-love. Yeah. To kill myself or to desire to kill myself, that is not a loving act, you know, right. but not shaming myself for that. You know, I'm human and I also believe in chemical imbalances and I believe, you know, in the way- Wait, travel- say that part again. You believe in what? Chemical imbalances, mm-hmm. you know? I do. I believe, you know, that some people don't have as much serotonin and some people have damaged dopamine receptors. And, you know, I believe in dysregulated nervous systems as a result of trauma. And I believe that some people are more sensitive to stimuli in the environment and Mm -hmm. respond to different situations differently. Because the science says it. The the biology and the psychology does say that. Exactly. And there's just so many examples of that in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, you know, I wish for a world where we are all more understanding of each other's struggles and triggers, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we can just show up with empathy and patience and tolerance for mm. other people because we're all struggling in different ways and it looks different from person to person, you know? Yeah, struggle manifests in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because some people that experience depression never have suicidal thoughts. Right. Yeah, it blows my mind. I When I remember I researched that, because um, that, that seems like a, you know, um, I don't want to say stereotype, but a common misconception is that, you know, um, you know, people that are, everyone that's depressed, uh, suicidal, but that's actually not the case right. um, for everyone. I was, that blew my mind when I researched that like years ago, but sorry, continue. I just thought that was really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know the research with it, but um, like, I wonder what the correlation is between people with depression who have suicidal thoughts. And like the people with depression without suicidal thoughts, like, right. you know, is it uh, something in their brain that creates, you know, those mm-hmm. thoughts or, you know, is it maybe like family history? Like, I'm really curious as to, you know, what makes what someone that link likely, is. Yeah. What makes someone more likely to have those thoughts? I mean, I don't know for sure. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there's research out there, um, right. you know, looking for an answer within that. But there's always so many different factors of what could be actually going on. Yeah. It's so um, complex. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, I know a lot of people talk about suicidal thoughts and, um, you know, and I think that's good. I think that it takes some of the power out of it when people are able to, you know, be vulnerable and 
share in any space, you know, intimate, public, and say, you know what, I'm doing the best I can in my life, and I've been working on healing for a long time, you know, um, and I still get suicidal thoughts, you know, like my right. journey started when I was 14, you know, and oh, I'm, oh my god, oh wow, twins, yeah, I, you know. Twins. I started, you know, having symptoms of a lot of different mental health conditions really young and I, I had to start healing really young and granted, like, it didn't stick right away for me. I was still exposed to like the medical models and medication and therapy and all that from like a super young age, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a journey, like I'm 33 now and, um, you know, I tell them you don't look it. I remember I said it on the last episode, and I was like, season four, we're gonna be doing video, and <laughs> you don't look it. You thirty three. You don't look it. You're gonna be getting if you're thirty three now. You're gonna be getting ID for the next twenty years. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, that means extra too because I'm I'm not even wearing makeup right now. And I was like, how's the lighting? You know, I've just I've been on this path. You know, living out west where like I'm into the natural thing, and I'm like growing out my natural hair color. I'm not wearing makeup, and I'm just like yeah. embracing it. And it's been gorgeous. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, just being able to say like you know I'm 33, and like a few days ago, right, I had some like suicidal thoughts come up, and like I'm in a great place in my life, you know, and it's like what is that, you know? And I think it could be different things. I mean, I still think that when I get to a place where I feel really hopeless, or for me. I have a hard time with transitions, right? So it's like, I'm possibly gonna be moving very soon out of this apartment that I've been living in for a while, and I'm really comfortable here. Um, but my partner and I have been talking about taking things to the next level and moving in to like a, a house together, renting a house together. Mm -hmm. Still in uh, Portland? Yeah, or like the nearby areas. Um, and, you know, I just have like a lot of natural fear around that, right? You know, and I think like that's a big like transition for a couple of reasons, you know, because I'm going to be coexisting with a partner and also because, you know, I'm leaving a space that I'm comfortable in, a safe space, you know, moving has been like notoriously really hard for me, you know, and um, I don't know, just so any kind of like transitions can kind of bring up like feelings of like hopelessness, like you know, what if we don't find the right place or mm. uh, what if I hate it, you know? And that's one right. thing that like, I'm really trying to work on in my personal life is because of all the trauma that I've been through and my natural desire to want to protect myself. Mm. Um, my first thought is negative and I do so much fucking work, <laughs> excuse my language to- Oh, vulnerability time, we cuss. What's that? I said it's vulnerability time, we cuss. Okay, okay, cool. Um, I just, I have to do so much work to be like, oh, okay, the first thought is wrong or the first thought is negative. Let's reframe this. Let's like change the narrative in my head because you know, my first reaction is, oh my God, I'm gonna move in with my partner. And like, what if I hate it? You know, what if it's really stressful? What if I don't have enough space? What if, you know, what if like something happens and one of us, you know, can't afford the rent and how's the other one gonna like, you know, make up for it? Like I have like all these fears as a result of my brain wanting to like protect myself, you know, because I want to be one step ahead of every potential problem, you know, and I do that with everything. Like, what if this happens? I want this, this, and this to be in place to protect myself, you know, right. but like, I, something's got to give. I'm at a place in my life where like, I just don't want to live in fear anymore. And like, I go through phases. I'm not like always like this. It's not always this like dramatic. Right. But like, I don't know, get a perfect storm of, factors in my life and it's like all of a sudden I'm back in this like fear space and it it does hurt my relationships it hurts my relationship with myself it hurts my commitments it hurts my relationship with my partner and my friends and uh, I'm just not able to show up in my life like I want to so 
I'd have to learn how to like let go of this fear that I hold on to. So I'm actually curious what your experiences have been like with that. Like, how do you actively let go in of fear in your life? The fear that keeps you from, you know, having healthy relationships, the fear that keeps you from, you know, pursuing your goals and dreams. What do you do? Um, so it gets to the point where one, I talked to Holy Spirit about it, but I felt like the reason why I'm able to, um, fight the fears is because I've been able to face the fears and see that, you know, on the other side of it, it's not always bad. Sometimes it's like the greatest decision in the world. And then also it, it also got to a point where I was just so exhausted of my fears. I just was so exhausted that I, I don't know, like, like you said, something had to give, <laughs> something had to give. And so it got to a point of, I was just exhausted of fears to that. I, to where I had no no other choice but to surrender <laughs> just to surrender whatever you know um so that's where it got me because it took me a while um for example like this whole podcast it was in my mind for like a year to a year and a half before i actually started putting the steps for the you know for the next episode i mean for the first episode yeah it um i mean there yeah i, I got to the point of exhaustion you know and then also there's that statement that um, my higher power taught me was that you don't know something until you know something. So it's just like, I don't wanna be, it's exhausting at least for me to be in that limbo of, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a yes or no, I don't know. And that's just stressful. I rather it, at least for me, I just am at a point where I'm just like, it's too much energy to not know something. It's, it's, it's way less energy to finally have a solid answer and just put that fear at rest. And mind you, for me, at least right now in my life and in my healing journey, I'm, um, I, I say put my fears at rest and I say put my insecurities at rest. And I really mean the word rest because I had to recognize that, okay, these insecurities and these fears, you know, they are just trying to protect me in some way, shape or form. However, they don't always know how to do it in the best ways. So, um, I don't, at least for me personally, I, I recently shifted my vocabulary from saying defeated my fears, you know, to laying my fears at rest because, you know, some of those fears turned into demons, but every demon used to be an angel. And I just want to love that demon back to an angel and then put it to rest. Wow. I've never looked at it like that. Me either until a week ago. Yeah. That's pretty incredible. And something like I really admire about you is I feel like you have courage throughout it all. Like. What I've seen is even though you've experienced fear and uncertainty, uncertainty, not knowing what to do, maybe you you take action. You do. And I saw that when you realized that PSU wasn't the right you know spot for you. And, you know, you love you. That's a courageous decision to, you know, leave and like try to figure something else out for yourself, you know, because mm -hmm. like I know for myself, sometimes like it's easier for me to like stay in situations that are uncomfortable or maybe don't feel super right because yeah. like, I am worried that like what I do might not be like the better option or whatever you know so I'll stay right. so that I'm like not super happy but you know because I've also had situations where I stay and then things get better you know and then it's like okay this is fine you know so it's like I don't know I'm so I get so concerned in like trying to figure out um what is the right thing to do like I've had yeah. jobs too that like 
jobs that I really hated and like I left and then after I left it was like oh my god this is the best, best decision I've ever made you know I'm out of this toxic environment and I'm yeah. way happier and way healthier and like there's an example of when you know you take the action and you leave and everything's okay and then I've had jobs where it was like you know I really hated the job I wanted to stay but then I or I didn't want to stay but then I decided to stay for whatever the reason was and then it got better and I grew and like I gained more skills and more confidence and yeah. really liking the job, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it could go either way. So I've been really trying to challenge this perspective I have of like, there's a right and a wrong thing to do in life. And like, I don't know, maybe whatever action we take is gonna have its own unique set of challenges um, and decisions right. we have to make along the way. But like, maybe it'll all lead to something great, even if it's a lesson or, you know, yeah. new skills or just new things we learn about ourselves. I think you're doing, I think you did great. I think, I think here's a, here's a perspective. I don't know if this is going to make sense, but you know, when you look back at those times, um, try at least, at least a couple times, try looking at it and not being, oh, this is the right or wrong decision, but this was the best decision mm-hmm. because you know, there's also like, oh, the right decision. And then there's also the best decision for you in that moment. You know, um, so try, maybe, maybe I don't know, that's just a a recommendation. It's not that easy. It, it helped me, but it's not that easy to have that, you know, to think about it like that. But um, I'm trying to implement that now in my life rather than just, you know, looking back and saying that, you know, it's giving me grace on myself for back then. But um, yeah, cause I'm just like, I don't know, do I stay? Do I leave? Cause it's just like, I've done that too, where it's just like, I stayed and it got better. And then um, sometimes I stayed and it, it it got worse and I got out of there, you know? So it's just like, I don't know which one was the right or wrong to do. Maybe it's just the best decision for me. And to stay a little bit long, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's really confusing, but that helped me having that third option of there's the, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I want to make the right decision. And then I'm also like, okay, overall, I want to make the best decision. For, for me. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's not easy for a lot of people in a lot of situations to just know what the best decision is. I think Ride so hard. I think sometimes just making decisions can be more difficult than we think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's sometimes indecision, there's sometimes fear. Um, sometimes like it's just not clear what the right path is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty intuitive, but sometimes that gets blocked for whatever reason. And I, I really can't tell what, you know, the best decision for me is. And I do think in those times, it is important to kind of wait, you know, and sit and, you know, meditate on it or connect with higher power or whatever, write about it, um, talk to some friends about it, um, you know, because yeah, if, if you don't know, you don't know, and that's okay. And I think for me, it's yeah, all okay. It's okay. I think like really giving myself grace and tolerance and patience and like, you know, um, giving myself the love to like take time instead of looking at things from this like fear mentality of like time is running out and I'm wasting my time, which trust me, I get. And that like, I feel that pressure in a lot of areas of my life where it's like, oh man, I don't want this person to waste my time. And I don't want this, I don't want to be wasting my time at this job, making this amount of money. And I don't want to be wasting my time. And like, you know, because you can't get time back. So like, I get that, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to live in like that stressed out space of like, ah, like I don't want to waste time. So I'm panicking and like being super, you know, cautious. Like if I need to take time to like think things out, like I might make a better decision or, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't want to like shame myself, like, you know, and stress myself out. Cause then I, I'm not like enjoying my life. And like, if, if anything is like important to me at this point in my life, it's that with the time that I do have left on earth, like, 
I want to be in a space where like I'm at peace and I love myself and I'm enjoying my life more. Like that is a goal for me to like enjoy life more because there's so much of my life that like I just dreaded and I was stressed and I didn't want to be alive and like I just you know and I don't want We're twins. Right? We are twins. So I just, you know, I hate to like I hate to be like I just want to be happy. But like because I know that that's like such an unrealistic goal and I'm such an mm-hmm. anti good vibes only person. Right, but, right. It's I think it's okay to also be like, you know, for somebody that's lived so much of their life in depression yeah. that like to do things that make me happy then yeah. is healthy. And Very. then to also like embrace the full spectrum of emotions and not like medicate through the other emotions to just be with them, that's also healthy. But yeah, I mean I think enjoying your life is important. <laughs> and I think that that is also an antidote for me when it comes to suicidal thoughts and suicidal ideation, because when I'm in that space, I I don't think life is fun. I don't feel connected to like my hobbies or my friends or my relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this like space where I really feel like there's no, there's no point in living. Like living mm-hmm. is more of a drag than it is like an enjoyment. But if I'm filling my, my time and my calendar, you know, in between work and the responsibilities of life with things to look forward to and things that like fill me up and help me experience a sense of joy. Yeah. I am going to have less suicidal thoughts because I'm right. looking forward to things. I think, you know, that has been something that I've noticed and learned as like a tool for myself is like, if I have like, Oh, a trip or a concert or something like in my calendar, like, you know, a couple weeks out or a month out, I'm like, okay, I'm really looking forward to going the, to this concert for next month. Like that gives yeah. me just an extra like, umph of like, okay, yeah, like, I like I that. Get, yeah, I can get through like all the work I have to do the next few weeks, or I can get through all like the really early mornings that I dread, or I can get through, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is that might be difficult in front of me because I have something to look forward to. Right. Yeah. Hmm, I like that. I I, I like that. I've been saying that um, for like the past month, you know, and I'm just like, I found myself saying like more, um, I want to enjoy life um, eventually. Because, and it's like, I I also say like, you know, I want to be happy and stuff like that. But adding that I want to enjoy life in my affirmations, um, I think that's very helpful. Because, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's very helpful. Because at least for me, for me, when I say enjoy and when I say happy, I'm recognizing that, you know, not everything's going to be pitch perfect. Right. You know, but it's just like, it can look a lot better than it did for these last 10 years. You know what I mean? It can get, life can get so much better to the point where, I do enjoy it and I am happy as opposed to five years ago, you know, as opposed to what my yesterday was. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You saying that just makes me think, makes me want to think more on it. Hmm. Yeah. We love, that. we love a good thing. Good for thought. We love um, thing. And also, wait, I had something come up. Oh no, I'm losing it. <laughs> It'll come back. I had a thought on like it's for yeah like suicidal ideation so what else helps you when you get in that space well i just literally just vented out to my really 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 close friends i vented out um um sometimes i just yell at god um that's that's that is all that i do um or i get on the phone with them and i just you know talk about just stuff but um, uh, most of the time, I, I I talk about what I'm like going through, and I just get all those thoughts out. You know what I mean? Um, 
because I don't want to allow them to stay in the darkness and do whatever they want to me. Right. Those thoughts, I don't. So I'm like, I'd rather bring them to the light because they have a better chance at being laid to rest in the light than in the dark, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. What do you do? I do. And, well, I need to talk about it usually. I have to tell somebody, you know, and if I don't feel comfortable telling somebody in my support network or my partner or, you know, whoever, uh, I'm a big fan of the suicide prevention hotline. I think those people are wonderful. And I've called that number several times over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and How they're getting work. Like, how does that work? What does that process look like for those of us, and I am us, who are kind of scared to call that because I don't, like, yeah. How does that I mean, work? I've hung up before right away. You know, like, <laughs> so it's, you You might get this, but like, uh, sometimes if, if it's a man that they pair me with, yeah. that is like the, I don't know, the advocate that I am going to be talking to, like, I'll hang up right away. <laughs> Instead yeah. of being like, hey, put me with a woman. Like, I just, I get scared and I just hang up. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I've been paired with some really awesome people over the years. Um, I think you can just call 988 now. It's Yes. Yeah. Yes. So just call 988 and um, you'll get hooked up to the national hotline. Um, you can share as much or as little as you want. I usually look at it like, okay, I'm never going to see this person or talk to them again. So I'll tell them all the crazy stuff that I'm thinking and usually cry a lot and see what they have to say. And... Lately, what I've been getting is people that are like providing a lot of resources, which I think is really cool. Like the last time I called, you know, I talked a lot about like feelings of disconnection and loneliness and they ended up texting me like a bunch of resources for community that could get involved with in my area, which was really helpful, you know? And whether I do something or not, that resources is up to me, but the fact that there are people out there providing the resources, right. I think is really awesome. Um, and it's just nice to like have someone that, you know, is listening to what you have mm-hmm. to say and like feeling like you can say whatever it is you know um i think that's a big thing because i feel like i definitely want to be heard um but also it's really important for me to like live in this space of truth and honesty when i'm experiencing suicidal thoughts because i will lie to myself Mm. and i will believe things believe my fucked up thoughts and believe things that my mind is telling me even when like the evidence is literally telling me otherwise like i will yeah, like I'll believe the lies of my mind. Like for example, when I'm suicidal, like I will believe that I have no friends, which is not true <laughs> at all. You know, I have plans with people like, you know, tomorrow and throughout the week. And like, I have tons of friends I can call if I need to, right? But like when I'm suicidal, I'm like, I have no friends. Yeah. It's like- That despair. It's, it's like, it li- there's this voice that like lies to me and yeah. tells me that like I'm all alone, right? So there's that. And then, you know, for example, the voice will or you know the suicidal thoughts will be linked to like this idea that i have that like i'm not lovable or whatever but like i'm in a relationship right now you know and we've been through a lot together and this person is very loving towards me you know and this person is very like validating when i need them to be and like if i went to them and talked about all my feelings they would be like you know i love you and i want to be with you and i'm certain of that right but like in my head i have these stories of like oh this person is gonna like leave me for someone else or like um whatever it is, whatever the flavor of the the suicidal episode is, right? Like it'll tell me some lie and I have to like compare those lies to like the truth. And I think that that's like really important when I'm in that space. And that's why talking to safe people can help is like, if I'm like, okay, my mind is telling me this, like, what is the truth? What is actually going on here? And then they can like be like, no, like this is the truth. It's like, you know, I am your friend and I love you and I care about you and your mind is lying to you or whatever, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so 
yeah i mean i think my dog is here to say hello too i know right i was just like oh, so oh, cute. So cute. um so yeah just truth i think and i think if like the narrative in my head is all doom and gloom like that is a pretty good like red flag that it's not all honest because like mm. life isn't isn't that you know life is like a balance of like negative and positive so mm. that's a red flag that it's dishonest i needed to hear that interesting i also hate the feeling that comes with those thoughts mm. and sometimes recently i just get in that mode where I'm just like, I feel like I'm not afraid in the current moment. Not, I don't even want to use the word afraid because it's not really that word. Um, concerned. In the current moment, I'm more so concerned, like, will I recover the next time? Mm. Or it will it will I, you know, one day just be done so? Yeah, you know? I get that too. And I think it's really important to live in the moment and live in the now. I've been trying to practice yeah. that before. Uh, that's like the hardest that's for so me. Hard. It's so and, hard for me. In relationships too, because I am somebody that like, you know, I think about like longevity and forever, and like I'm super like romantic and like you know, like have these fantasies of like getting married and like having a family and all that kind of stuff. So for me, that I get really triggered in romantic relationships um, because, you know, if conflict comes up or you know there's fears or, or concerns or doubts or you know, whatever it is, and I get triggered or activated, um, like I feel like I might be losing this idea of forever. Like I'm mm -hmm. so attached to the idea of forever yeah. um, that like sometimes I can't enjoy the present moment. And But truly I am the happiest when I'm in any situation, especially a relationship. And I'm like, I'm enjoying this person right now, regardless of, you know, if we end up together forever whatever like i'm having so much fun with them right now yeah. and we're doing so many cool things right now and i love them for who they are today right now and that is beautiful and important and like letting go of like we have to be together for me to like feel okay yeah. but like you know i just when i want something i want it so bad and i get like so disappointed like if it yeah. doesn't turn out the way i want it right or think i want it so yeah just like living in the moment of like you know i don't know what the future holds i can't control the future so i'm just gonna enjoy whatever's in front of me right now today Who, mm -hmm. who's in my life today you know mm -hmm. that's an interesting point that you bring up because one that is definitely something that i am struggling with um and really realizing that's one of the next areas that i want to tackle when i go back to therapy <laughs> um it's so hard for me to you know, be in the now and not be looking forward to the future, not be so longevity heavy mindset. Um, and I, I n never truly knew why. Well, I, I didn't know what the root of it was. There we go. I knew the branches, I knew the tree trunk, but I never knew the root of it, you know, like, um, and I'm using a tree as, you know, symbolic, um, and as like metaphorically, because it's like, if you really want to kill a tree, you got to go for the root. <laughs> I was just like, you can take off the leaves, you can cut off branches, it's going to grow back. They're going to grow back. But if you really want to like tackle the issue, you got to get to the root of it. And so that's the thing. I think the root of my longevity type of thinking and why it's so hard for me, why I'm so disconnected from the now is because of control. Because, um, and not controlling people, just controlling like aspects of my life. Um, because I... Holy Spirit taught me recently that, you know, why I feel like I have to have so much control over 
um, things happening to me is because once upon a time, when I wasn't in control growing up, the worst stuff happened to me. You know, as a kid, just the worst stuff happened. You know, so it's just like, it seemed like controlling things was my saving grace, you know, and now that's no longer serving me, you know, but back then it served me, but it's no longer serving me now. You know, this need to control um, aspects happening in my life because it's it's getting to the point where it is exhausting me more and more and more. And I can just tell because when it comes to really deep seated root issues with me or areas with me, it's going to have to come to a point where I get completely exhausted for me to surrender. And I don't like getting to that point. But once I'm at that point, you know, obviously, yay, you know, that's when I like seem to like flourish from it and seem to start to feel better in the healing because healing can hurt sometimes. So it's going to just like we mentioned fear earlier, it's going to get to a point where I'm just like, I'm going to be exhausted of the control and I have no choice but to surrender. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. You know, I'm not there yet. I'm not near there, but I'm getting there. And um, the road there, it's not a fun road. It doesn't feel good. There we go. How about that? Um, but once I hit that point, it's literally only up from there. That's how it works, with at least with me, um, when it comes to that. So. I agree with that. And I don't think healing or growing is, like, comfortable at all. Like, I actually right. think it's, like, super painful. And I, I don't know. I guess when I think of, like, I don't know, maybe other people think like this, too. And I hope people can relate. But... When I think, oh, I'm going to heal from this issue and I'm going to get better because I'm really sick because of whatever, you know, say my attachment issues or I'm really sick because of these like negative behaviors that I have, you know, Mm -hmm. like when I get into the process where I'm healing, like the recovery journey is hard and painful and ugly and I'm getting triggered and I'm activated and I'm uncomfortable and like other stuff is coming up and like I don't think that like people realize that sometimes they're like oh I'm just gonna like try to like heal and become healthier right. and, like they don't realize like how much work it is right and it, like has like, those ugly moments it has those beautiful moments sometimes it feels right, right. sometimes it does not <laughs> sometimes it gets worse before it gets better and like knowing that can be like oh shit okay like I'm not getting like sicker like sometimes when you're healing like things feel worse for a little bit and then you start to like break through it you know mm-hmm. And that's like, I think that that's important for me to know and acknowledge and share because like I was a runner for a long time, not like physically, but you know, like I ran for my problems. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, when a situation gets hard or whatever, like I rather just remove myself from the situation or the relationship and like start new somewhere else. You know, it was like, that would be easier to like, instead of mending whatever's going on or working through it, like I'll just like burn this to the ground and like start fresh somewhere else you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but with when i keep doing that like i'm never building like a legacy for my i'm never building like you know anything that lasts which is like the opposite of what i want because what i truly want is like things that last you know and things that carry with me through life that i can build on but like if i keep burning things when i'm before i ever build like a sturdy foundation like i'm not like growing you know, anything. Wow. So I need to talk to you about something sure. later. I'm talk oh, to okay. you about something later. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know your input on something because you you are definitely just throwing the wisdom right now, and I'm like I'm loving it. And I was like, yeah, I gotta talk to you about something. Yeah, totally down. Mm. So. I'm sorry. I'm just trying not to laugh because it's just like I know I needed to hear that. Like I just know I needed to hear that, and I know that like my two really really close friends. 
you know, they're going to listen to this and they're going to be like, yep, that's what I was telling you wow. yesterday, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I think that's how higher power in the universe works. I mean, yeah. I yes. you're meant to hear are like what's going to be repeated, echoed through a lot of different sources. I believe yeah. that when you're really like connected. That's know? what happens to me every single time. Yeah. It like will be repeated. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be talking to you about something. I'll probably call yeah. you about it tomorrow or I don't know. I'll text you first. And yeah, yeah. We'll have like girl talk about it because um, mm -hmm, something because yeah. Because right now I'm just like, not a problem, you know? And But and like you said, you know, that longevity and that, that's what you really want. But if we keep like burning things and yeah, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But for this situation, I'm just like, it's, I'm like, is it the right thing to do? And is it the best thing to do? And is it the wrong thing to do? I feel like I'm in that kind of, boat no 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 i don't even want to say boat i want to be bougie i'm in that yacht <laughs> i'm in that yacht where i'm just like i feel like whatever decision i'm gonna make it's gonna be the wrong one like Ooh. i have that fear i have that i fear. know that feeling so much i hate that feeling i get that all the time where i'm like i feel like no matter what i do like i'm gonna have some regret or i'm gonna wish i did the other thing so then it keeps me in this like place where i'm not taking any action yeah yep. that's yep. why i want to stop um that's that's i'm not gonna stop voting but i just I just want to start voting for everything other than president. I just feel like whatever I do, I'm going to make the wrong decision. I just, like, I was just, I, I want to just throw in the towel with voting, but then I'm just like, you know, that is definitely a privilege to be able to vote. Yeah, um, it is. It's freedom, even though it's like freedom in a box though, because it's like our options are limited to really the limitless, you know, reality and ideologies and stuff like that. But um, this type of capitalism only acknowledges two options right that makes sense yeah so so it's still freedom within the limit <laughs> right. it's like yeah, it's, freedom. It's, it's more freedom than like how they vote in north korea so you yeah. know and i am grateful for the at least the freedom that we do have when it comes to that area but the point of the matter is that is something that i've also been recently thinking about and i'm just like i don't even know if i want to vote next election um i will vote every other thing um which i always do as well but i'm just like i feel like regardless i'm gonna make the wrong decision so i'm just <laughs> just um yeah, and I hope that doesn't come. I just don't, I, and and I feel like as well that me not voting is gonna be the wrong decision as well. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna go for it because you know, regardless, um, it seems like it's gonna be wrong regardless. So that's also a small motivation for me to still just continue to do something because I'm just like, you know, it, 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 it might be wrong regardless. You know, even though it might not be, that's just what my thoughts are telling me. That's what my feelings are telling me. That's what. I think a part of my control is telling me is that, you know, regardless, it's going to be wrong. Regardless of what you do, it's going to be wrong. You're, it's going to, it's like the one out of the three options, the one thing that you choose will be the wrong one. The other two will be right. And you'll find that out like way after. So um, I'm starting to realize that those are lies, um, though it is also a protection for me. But I'm starting to, you know, realize that, you know, that isn't the reality all the time. And my actions, you know, say otherwise but my thoughts they don't say otherwise it just looks like on the outside like you know my actions are i made this decision yay me you know if it didn't work out that's okay um but what happens a lot behind the scenes is that thought process of you know regardless i'm gonna choose something wrong you know just, yeah i do i do yeah so i don't know what but I, I mean i think 
if you feel, I think the importance of like empowering yourself and reframing yeah. that, that thought can be really helpful. Like you're making the best decision you can at this time with the knowledge that you have and the tools that you have at your feet, you know? And that exactly. works. Yeah, you're making the best decision you can at this time in your life with the knowledge that you have and the tools that you have at your feet. And that whatever decision, if you, especially, you know, if you ask your higher power for help, please guide me in making this decision. How is the decision going to be wrong? You know? And I say that as somebody that worries about making the right decision. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it just came to me as we were talking and I was like, okay, you know, like, we, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you just got to like live and learn, you know? Yes, and yes, yes. <laughs> and it's okay to, it's okay to fall and get back up again. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to take an L. Exactly. AKA take a learn, take a lesson. It's okay. And it goes back to like, and that brings me back to like, you don't know until you know. Like, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to fall and then get back up. It's okay. And I say to get back up, like it is okay to fall. If you try, it is okay to fall. I gotta tell myself that. Everybody does. I mean, yes. and sometimes you'll see it coming and sometimes you won't, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I'm looking at the time. I know we gotta wrap up. Oh yeah. We're on I know, I know, right? Darn it. <sighs> so good. I think I think we talked about suicidal thoughts a little bit. <laughs> we oh, yeah. I think we yeah. and like I said, if there's any more things that you want to talk about, we can always do a part two. I'm I'm serious. I mean you're an all-star, so I mean you're on this season regardless, so you can come back <laughs> as many times as you want. Um oh, nice. on this season. Yeah, seriously. Um everyone appreciates hearing from you. Clearly. You only been on last season for like one episode and it wasn't even that long ago that it was released and you're already an all-star so thank you so much i feel very flattered by that yes okay since <laughs> folks are listening and looking okay let's stare like at the camera's eye stephanie let's stare into the camera because okay. i want people to know this if you're listening right now and no one has told you today that they love you allow me to be the first and allow yourself to be the second I love you. I life you. You are worthy. You are lovable. You have overcome 100% of your bad days. Why? Because you are still breathing. Think of queen. Amen. From me and Stephanie. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I love you tons. 